Well, the Christmas tree is put up and the bowl games are more or less finished now. We still actually have one that we're very interested in. Uh, but by and large, that season is fast approaching in the rearview mirror. So uh, now it's time for us in this first podcast to think about how we did last year and what we're planning to do differently this year, 2012. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2012. Um, As you just said, we are going to spend some time today in retrospect of 2011 and also looking forward to 2012. And uh, before we get too far into it, we should clarify which of those college bowl games we're most interested in. Yeah, let's do clarify that. Being graduates of the University of Alabama and big fans of their football program. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. We are so interested in how that game comes out. We certainly will be rooting for the Tide. The rest of the country may be bored at the rematch, but we cannot wait. Can't wait. And we... um, just we know that a shout out goes out to our son Joe, who will be in attendance for the bowl game. He and his friend Jim and several others, and we hope that they will cheer the tide on and help them get on to victory. There you go. Well, let's talk about what we did last year in terms of goals we set for last year, and uh, maybe even looking back on whether or not we accomplished those goals, and and to I what was extent. Looking back at what we said last year, and we basically had. Three goals. We talked about a couple of other things, but basically we set three goals for ourselves. We said we want to get the orchard expansion going, which was a big task. Mm -hmm. We said we wanted to do a better job reaching out to our neighbors. And we said we wanted to get ourselves down to one property, that is to sell our house in the suburbs. So why don't we go and look at each one of those and think through together. How did we do? Okay, I think that's good. Well, let's start with the orchard expansion. We did great. Uh, Thanks to Dave Gray, your brother, who came through with the bulldozer. We got those trees, the the wooded area cleared out. We got... Bought a whole bunch of trees from Petals from the Past. Ended up planting about 80 trees during the month of February of 2011, and most of them have survived. Not all, but most. Yeah. So and, um, it, was, it was a thoroughly enjoyable enterprise, and we're really glad we have that behind us now. Right. So, so that's one goal that we can say we accomplished big time, and we're very happy about it. And when we... You probably remember that a great many of our fruit trees are trellised. Um, That's an important part of our design so that we could um, know that Lee could continue to maintain them as an an aging farmer with his feet flat on the ground. Um, So that part went pretty well. That's right. And we should probably stop to acknowledge the fact that that trellising took extra time, a lot more of our you know, skill or whatever to try to get those holes dug. Not to mention a fair amount of money. Not to mention <laughs> a fair amount of money. But they're they're enduring, they're lasting, and they're done. So that's something that we really can be proud about. And then later on in this uh, year, you installed deer fence around that, electric fence. True. 
So all of that is in place now, and we actually do have some plans for the orchard for, for this year, uh, which um, will b basically involve finishing the expansion and backfilling, that is, trees that didn't make it we will come back and replace. Right. So we can talk about that maybe next week. Yeah. Um, but let's let's continue with this theme of checking out what we did last year, which, by the way, can be a dangerous thing. You know, when you look when you write down <laughs> what your goals are for the year, you you're it kind of keeps you honest. Um, and I'm afraid we did not do so well on the second one, which we said we I wanted agree. to reach out to our neighbors. We've done a wonderful job reaching out to our community at our church. Uh, in Tallahassee, but those are not our near-term neighbors. They are people who are uh, from all over this area of central Alabama, and and I think it's important that we do that, and I'm glad we have. Yes. But in terms of reaching out to the folks just around the corner, just down the road, uh, we've just not done what we need to do. Yeah. But um, actually, this past week, I've been talking to one of our neighbors, and we may be getting together soon. So that's it, things are beginning to move in that direction, and I'm happy about it. Uh, we also have one, I don't guess he was a neighbor, he doesn't count, but we have one neighbor who's taken up living with us, <laughs> and that is our dog, Audie, who yeah, came to us in May. Yeah, I don't think you can May. count Audie on that. He's, he's now joined the family. Dog, wandered up. I know, but he's a good, he, we're watching him stretch yeah, right now. He's stretched out on the floor in front of us right now. He's good company. He is. But uh, you're, you're right about that. I, I do think we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves, though, about the fact that um, a lot of our time was spent with people in town. Even though they weren't, yes, immediate around the corner neighbors, they are people in our community. And if you had asked me two years ago how plugged in we would be to this new community, I would have said, not at all. You know, I would have thought, maybe we'll find a church if we're lucky. That's about it. We'll be kind of living on the farm and, and maybe connecting with people in Montgomery. And, and I'm happy to say there's a lot of that going on, too. Sure. I get to see my mom a lot, et cetera. But you're very active with the Chamber of Commerce, and I'm proud of you for that. That's You've been there volunteering to help with parades and barbecues and uh, whatnot. So I think that's something that you can pat yourself on the back for. And have enjoyed my involvement with the Chamber. It's been a... Um very pleasant, and I've learned a lot about my community in the process. And our involvement with the Master Gardeners of Central Alabama. We've been very plugged in with them. We've mentioned that I'm actually going to be serving as the secretary for the organization this coming year. You have uh, actually, you're well on your way more so than I am with your Central Gardener, I mean, your Advanced Master Gardener certification. So um, there's a, a lot of involvement with that group that I'd like to think is a way of reaching out to our neighbors. For one thing, your community service, your volunteer hours that you that we're required technically to get in, but we're enjoying doing it, that's another way that we reach out to neighbors. Okay, but the fact is our vision for this was the people right around the corner. And, and I'm, I'm admitting that we and, didn't do well on that and one. And we still have our work cut out for us right. there. Okay. We also said that surely during 2011, at least, we would sell our house in the suburbs. We did great on that one. And and those who've listened to the podcasts in the past know our story. That is, the we finally decided to bite the bullet and just however it looked. You know, we, we had some things done, but 
whatever state it was in. We were putting it on the market in February. We did that. and Well, really March. We, we made the decision in February, got it all ready to go. First week of March, it was on the market. Second person who looked at the house on the very first day it was on the market made a cash offer. So we're thankful that by Almost the end a of fairy tale, really, and so today. by the end of that month we had, you know, we'd closed on it and walked out, left the key behind, and we are now um, out of that business. We are now the owners of one piece of property. That's right, and a significant portion of stuff over in East Tallahassee in a storage unit. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> so. going to bring that up. But. <laughs> but the other part of that is that we wanted to um, start, well, maybe we hadn't planned to start the lodge, but... No, I remember where we were this time last yeah. year. We hoped to sell the house, and we knew that was a uh, required but insufficient condition for right. building the lodge. The other required condition was that the price of petroleum, which is the basis of a lot of our investment wealth, have to improve. And what happened, if you recall, is almost simultaneously, we got the word that we were going to sell the house, and the price of oil went back up above $100 a barrel at Oklahoma, you know, um, WTI. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we ended up being able to... Uh, create enough cash so we could build a lodge. Right. And that's something we had been planning on doing, but never really understood uh, when we would be able to do it because we were waiting for both those events to uh, get out of the way. And they did in rapid succession. So we were able to start the lodge during 2011. And um, as we speak, it's in the, a stage of incompletion up the hill. But but Works things are moving. Continuing. We yeah. have, yes, and we can talk more about that as we do some updates. But um, we, and that was one of two really big events that at the beginning of 2011, we weren't planning on. Number one, we didn't think we'd be able to start the lodge or didn't know uh, that year. And also, we didn't know that our daughter, Adrian, our announcer, was going to fall in love with the man of her dreams and he with her and that they would be married by the end of the year. That's right. She had met Eli at Christmas time last year. In fact, we had a chance to meet him last year at and, Christmas time. And really liked him. And really liked him. Uh, but they had not gotten serious enough to talk seriously about getting married. But that developed fairly quickly during the spring. And I've forgotten exactly what the schedule was. Well, but I... they got engaged on May 27th. Okay. And the wedding was November 5th. So... So all of that happened yeah. um, in fairly quick succession and was thoroughly successful and enjoyable. We all had a good time with Adrian's wedding and um, just good experience all around. Right. So sometimes good things that you don't expect happen during yeah. a year, and that's something that we are happy to report on. But you can say that both starting the lodge and dealing with Adrian's wedding were giant time suckers during 2011. Yes, yes. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about our goals for 2012. Yeah, it's time. Right. Um, so let's go on record. What is it that we hope we will accomplish during 2012? Uh, gimme, sort of an automatic, if we don't do this, we're in deep trouble, is to finish the lot. Right. It's far enough along that we, we're hoping by spring to see that thing finished. We may have ongoing projects over the years, especially with the landscaping and that sort of thing. But basically, get it finished so that we can begin enjoying it and, yes. and moving things out of the storage unit. 
Uh, yes, and, and I, I guess a corollary to finish the lodge is get out of the storage business right. in East Tallahassee. Yeah. And, but well, that's a, a given. So right. that we will go ahead, go ahead and declare that's a goal for 2012. And when that happens, when we have finished the lodge, when we've gotten out of the storage business, then my hope is that we can begin finally moving toward one of those basic principles we articulated from the very beginning, which is we are approaching subsistence but will not reach it. Well, if we're approaching subsistence but will not reach it, how do we know? And the way you and I have identified that we know is that we're going to begin tracking what we spend off the farm. Up until this point, particularly with the construction of the lodge, it's almost meaningless to talk right. about that. Yeah. Because Trust me, we're, ain't, we're not cutting back anything on our off-farm spending right now. We're spending a whole lot of money off the farm to get the lodge going and, and built and so forth. But our hope is that once we get that behind us, at that point we can begin talking seriously about tracking our off-farm spending and, and holding ourselves to a standard of decreasing that each year. Right, and, and I think we're going to learn, and we'll talk, maybe even next week, about some of the fruit trees and other kinds of trees we're talking about planting, uh, that those might enable us to have even additional commodities that we don't need to buy off-site. Off sure. So, um, and we could talk a little bit more about that, too, um, today, because we, not to leap ahead, but if we, if we think we might uh, get into the chicken business, that will be an additional way to, there will be some out outlay. You but, bet. But the chickens are part of that overall strategy because you and I hope that as we bring on laying hens that we can depend on, we do not now intend to raise chickens for meat. Right. I would uh, agree. But as we bring on laying hens, our hope is that the protein from the, the eggs will be one of our major sources of protein going forward and cut down on the amount of meat that we have to buy. All right. So we can... Uh, talk about that goal as we pursue it over the year and you know it may not happen in 2012 just because of the season of the year you're supposed to get the chickens probably don't get them in the dead of winter I'm thinking but we'll have to see how well we do at least we can make progress toward that goal I'm hoping that we'll actually own chickens okay well we I don't will think see. that's unrealistic stay I, I tuned think, we'll let you know yeah uh, I'm going to ask that we re-up on that reach out to the neighbors part. Okay. I think, and I'm talking about, you know, a handful of people who we've actually, you know, we're out on a farm, so it's not like we've got 40 people living close to us. Uh, we're talking about a handful of people who live close enough to us to be considered near neighbors. Um, and I'd like to see us, you know, Get in touch with them and spend time with them and get to know them and let them get to know us. I think that would be good. Um, and then another goal that we have for ourselves is to begin, or really to increase, not just begin because we've already started, but to increase the extent to which we save seed. Yeah, when I put that on this outline, I, I understood that we're already moving in that direction. We've begun saving seed and um, it went fairly well this year, I thought. Yeah, yeah, and and actually some of the seed that I purchased didn't germinate all that well, so we'll see what we get. I know that there are issues with cross-pollination. Sometimes if you want to keep a, a, a cultivar pure, 
you run into problems if you don't pl plant them a certain distance apart. And we don't have the luxury of doing that. I read these instructions like, make sure they're not more than, you know, a quarter mile closer. <laughs> I thought, well, I can't do that. I'm sorry. But whatever does work, and, and I'm in the process of experimenting right now. Just plant the thing and see what grows. There you go. What have I got to lose? And do we have anything that we harvested from saved seed that we planted last year? There were some cantaloupes that I suspect were from saved seed. All right. Um, but very tentative beginnings last year. Yes. This year we will have a fairly robust assortment of saved mm -hmm. seed mm -hmm. that we will use. Yeah. And, you know, truth to tell, I had certain um, vegetables that I thought, I'm going to definitely save seed from that because that was a good one or it would be easy. And then, like last week, I cut open a squash, I think it was a spaghetti squash, and I thought, this looks really good. I'm just going to save those seeds. And so, at the, and I may have more out there, and there are still some of our spaghetti squash and our various winter squash that we have not cut into yet, but, you know, I thought, why not? I hadn't really planned to, to save spaghetti seed, and I, a spaghetti squash seed, and I know there's a possibility that I might not get a pure type when I plant it, but... You know, all bets are off. I'm just going to try to roll out. the dice. Yeah, see what we come up with. Because I just spent a good bit of money on buying seed from Southern Exposure, and yes, they have good seed, and I've had good luck with them. But if we could save our own, we could save some money. And not only is it a long-term money saver, but we understand that the more you save the seed from plants that grow well where you are, the more you are getting of uh, a type that is adapted to your climate, your soil yes. conditions, and so forth. Which is one of the primary reasons to do it. So That's exactly right. So we hope that long-term, not only will we save money by saving our own seed, we'll actually get better crops. Right. That's what we're hoping. So um, I guess those are our goals. We're, they're fairly modest, although finishing the lodge, <laughs> that's a big undertaking, but... Uh, We'll keep you posted as the year goes on as to how well we accomplish these. And then we'll probably this time next year do another retrospective. And we will be honest about what we said. So we're going on record. This is what we hope we will accomplish in 2012. So as we end this podcast, we wish you and yours a happy new year and roll tide. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.